This is Brenda inside the Kid Code Playground, where, in the time it takes to have a coffee break, we shift stressed out families from painful parenting and kid chaos to positive parenting and calm kids using the techniques in the book, The Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies. The unexpected result? You get your belly laugh back and ensure your kids keep theirs. In this podcast, pointed straight at your heart, we understand that parents struggle with two big problems, time and strategies that work on the spot. Every time you tune in, you'll find something to help you get right now relief in an upset with your kids, because every parent deserves a peaceful parenting experience, and every child deserves a peaceful parent. Are you ready? Hello, peaceful, positive parents. Remember that this is the place that you do have full permission to be a mess as a parent. And at the same time, please accept our warm-hearted invitation to leave parenting pain behind. Last week, we had Michael with us, and he gave us some really wonderful information about um, where do these beliefs come that make us overreact and do things we really don't want to do, and how do we change that? He's the founder of the Mindset Evolution Method, and... It gets, uh, and I love this part, especially as I mentioned last time, verifiable results. So we're going to tell you a little bit more about that. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much, Brenda, for having me back. And, and I'm, I'm excited to continue the conversation. Well, you're so very welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the Mindset Evolution? So the Mindset Evolution Method is a simple, powerful, effective, it is the simplest, power, most powerful, effective method that I've found to make the, the subconscious or the unconscious changes. Um, in, 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 and I use the word, it allows people to re-perceive themselves consciously and subconsciously because we can use our imagination and our memory to um, develop an actionable plan to um, and align the subconscious mind with that. It it it's a in if simplest terms, it's an upgrade to uh, mm. Brenda two point Yeah. So, um, if, for example, Michael, say a, a kid uh, they will not clean up their room. They've got socks all over, or even in the they come into the house and they drop their coat on the floor and their shoes are all there. And, and all three of them do that. So the parents' reaction, depending on their core belief, as you explained last time, uh, in fact, the core belief will determine their reaction. So what, in your system, how, how would it work? What would you ask the mom? Well, I would probably, if I was working with the mom, and I have worked with several, um, it what I would probably start with is, what do you want instead? So when when the child is acting, um, and, and in this instance, they're they're not cleaning their room or they're dropping their stuff, uh, the mom is is uh, offended or triggered by this, right? I use the word triggered because it it triggering it doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, necessarily a what the child's doing is we sort of separate it, right? So the first thing I might do with a mom is I might take that situation and I might put her into a state to where she can transform the perception of that stress. 
So there's there's two things that's happened. There's something that's happening out here. Yeah. And and in the big scheme of things, a child dropping their clothes on the floor. And I'm not making any judgments here, but it's not a big event, right? It's it's it in and we could talk through several analogies where we could reperceive that and go, I would love the opportunity to pick that up for you. But that that we won't do that right here. So what happens is we we create a little space for mom to sort of step away from the trigger. And that's a process. It's pretty quick and easy. Um, when this happens, a lot of times, my, and this happens in various ways, depending on the person and how they're sort of tuned in. Um, sometimes people will have a, a memory of a thought or a thought. And a lot of times it may bring you back to childhood or something like that. And so, Michael, it, yes. I want to I jump in and say, let's use me as the mom, because as you were speaking and you said the childhood memory, I could see. So if that happened to me and then I triggered, it would be um, I want order. And then I looked into my childhood as soon as you said that. Why do I want order? Because if there's chaos or messes, I get in trouble. That's correct. So what would I need to, how can I re-perceive that? Because, oh boy, don't we wish we could do that in a heartbeat? So when when I when I would say, and I'll give you an example. So I, I have a pretty tight rule about I never tell you what yeah. you want, right? Now, of course, I could design a formula and say, here, here's, but here's the kind of the difference in, in what I do and, and maybe working with someone else is I'm not going to give you a cognitive approach. I have a lot of that. Um, the information, and we will talk through that. But the the tr the work that I'm doing is transformational. So what I'm going to ask you is, you we're going to get a little separation between yourself and that situation. So in other words, we're going to unhook the emotion from it, right? I love that. Right. So that's a that's a big deal, right, for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, now the next time the child drops his clothes you're in a place of peace and non-attachment. So when you approach it, again, your method is not so much my concern, but you're coming from a place of peace and non-attachment. So you're calm, you're centered, you can handle it. Now, the kid's not responding, right? And what, what do we do? We tend to, now we're just going to say the same thing or have the same approach, but we're going to say it louder, Right. And the volume doesn't change it for the child, right? Then maybe we'll stand up. Now the child can see how big we are, right? And again, now we're putting the child into what? Fear, yeah. a state of angst and anxiety. Now, we, we've lost our ability to make long-term changes with that child because he's not in the state of where his brain or his system can absorb a change. So we so now we have the ability to just for the simple non-attachment to let the situation unfold and handle it in the best way we we can handle it in that moment, right? Tomorrow you may learn a better way, but today, what's the best way to handle this? Right? That's and this really so good. Yeah, that's great Michael to get get space, notice the emotion. And now, can you tell us a little bit about what's what is free will? Uh, sorry, free will versus DNA and generational programming. So, when we talk about this, and I think the most prominent mistake we're making today, and and I say today because this is our time, uh, it, it's been made over generations. But assuming that 
it's one thing or another, right? Is it free will? Is it DNA? Is it generational <laughs> trauma? Nurture versus nature. And there was a, a, a neuropsychologist, um, I believe he was Canadian. His name was Donald Hebb. And he was asked whether nature or nurture, you know, which one contributed more to the human condition. And he said, he thought a minute, he said, which contributes more to the area of a triangle? Is it length or its width? Right. So this they're not separate. They're they're They both play in together. So. Even at a biological level, the the uh, placenta that gets on a child as it exits uh, the mom's womb is preparing it. Right. So they're very well prepared for whatever circumstance they're coming into. Now, let's go back to mom's perception. So there's all kind of complexities we can go into. But at the basic level, there's sort of two ways to view the world. The world is a scary place that's out to get me. Or is the world a safe place that's here to nurture? Right. And these two perspectives will drive, these two very core beliefs will drive everything, every decision you make. You don't, you're not conscious of it, but it's running in the background. So it, uh, how much money you save, where you live, yes. which trips you take, it, it controls everything, how you raise your children. So that, that's also the mental processes are happening. Things that are happening, uh, the state that a mom's in during gestation, the the calm and the peace, and and they they've well documented these. It's not just it's not just woo woo anymore, right? It's not just the spiritual sciences telling you this stuff. Quantum physics is catching up. Yes. They're going, oh, this is absolutely. It's calling it different things, but it's the same message. So there's this: the minute you become a mom. There's this unconscious pre-installed mom program that's triggered. It's kicked in, right? Boom. It starts running. You aren't aware of it. You're aware you have a baby. But all of a sudden, you feel different. You even start to look different. You start to act different. And it's 40 billion times more powerful than the place you store those great 10 parenting tips from the magazine you just read, right? This is the program. This is the main Right now, again, you 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 brought this up a couple of weeks ago in our in our group where you was talking about generational yes. trauma and re-perceiving like there's these. This is an amazing gift we have for a child to be able to grow up the, the way it's all set up is perfect. Now, it doesn't mean that um, the, the 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 manual is all bad, but it it's probably again, it could use some maybe it maybe it's not as relevant. So what I look at it, I look at it like, well, maybe that just needs a few updates. So again, this is where we take our conscious mind and we go, well, what do I want instead? Whatever I'm whatever it is, whether it's coming from the expectations, communication starting to be an issue, personal power. And by the way, the same program is triggered in dad too. Right. So now you have two different people. Right. Yeah. I don't even know who you are anymore. No, you don't. But because it's all pre-programmed or unconscious 
uh, manifestation. But, you know, the beautiful thing about this um, is you can drive your car to work and think about what you're going to do that day, the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. At the time you get there, you go, I don't even know how I got to work. Because your unconscious mind is like, I'm on it. I got it. I'll bring, I'll wake you up if I need you. Somebody pulls out in front of us, we'll get you involved. But right now you can think about whatever you want. Yeah. Um, we all have these core beliefs, the manual. And, and this is what a good parent means. And oftentimes we're judging ourselves by this fluctuation and often conflicting standard from the outside, right? Social, social conditions and proof. Um, so no wonder you're tired, you're frustrated, um, but you have this potential in you to be the best parent for this child. Otherwise you wouldn't have been chosen. And it's all there. It's at the, at the soul level, you are living your best life. And this sense of all in total acceptance, kind of these two spectrums need to kind of come together. And, and it's almost just like decide whether you want to enjoy the ride or not. It's take a, take a uh, what is it? The roller coasters, right? Most people get on the roller coaster because it scares the crap out of them. <laughs> they love it, right? And, and, and a lot of times, but you're in, you have no control in this ride. All you can do is hold on. And that's really optional. Some people throw their hands up. And, and life can be like that a lot of times. And now I feel like I'm responsible for this little one. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, interesting things that I've gotten an opportunity to do is I went to the volunteered for the um, children's program for Isha. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever been a part of that program. But unbelievable. But um, they take. The uh, one of the conditions is, and, and this is even part of the schooling um, that he does at, at certain levels, is the parents can't be a part of the program. And um, one of the some parents struck. I had when I was there volunteering, so I was with the children and with the parents. So you know, at dinner and at night and things like that. Some of the parents were struggling more than the children were. Yeah, I can right? see that. And and. So, but one of the core concepts that he's trying to instill is that children need to know that there's something that's taking care of them that's not dependent on mom and dad. Yeah, that's so true, Michael. So I have one last question for you today. Can you give us one simple tool that parents can start using right today? I'm going to show you this. So this is what I call if you can see that yeah it's a jar full of rocks and <laughs> a, a perspective shifter so real quick so we'll, we'll do some math so there's 52 weeks in a year and uh you figure your child is considered grown at 18 so we'll use that number so 18 years to the government gives you an all clear sign that your job's done so that's 936 weeks so I've used this with some of my uh, members only, and we take it to a whole nother level with consecrating the rocks and doing all the stuff. But, but simply just do the math, the wherever, whatever age um, your child is or the time you have left to the child's 18th birthday, collect that many rocks and put them in a jar. So let's say your child's seven years old, uh, seven minus 18 equals 11. 
uh, 11 times 52 weeks in a year is 572. So you go out and you collect 572 rocks. Or you can buy marbles, whatever your whatever appeals to you. Um, a fun thing to do if your child's a little older is to have them do this with you. But now I want you to commit yourself to 20 minutes a week taking one rock out of the jar and you're going to spend 20 minutes with what I call a mindful moment with your child. Now, I won't get into to Zen or any of that stuff, but a mindful moment, and you can research this pretty easily, is, is, is a moment of non-doing. This isn't time to pry into your child's life. This is when you sit with the child. And if you can't, I know this is hard. If you can't do this, just be with your child and focus on your breath. But just being with that child, 20 minutes a week, they've done incredible research on parents that spend just 20 minutes a week in mindfulness with their children. The trajectory of the child's life is like night and day. Wow, that's so interesting. 60 years, 60 some odd years of research and the results are absolutely amazing. This is the most simple, profound return on investment you're ever going to get. You know, I can see, I can see that it right away that uh, there's no expectations in those 20 minutes. That's a beautiful thing to give your child and yourself. Michael, thank you so much for coming on today. Dear parents, you're doing a really good job. So there you have it. And uh, please do look up Michael's information. It's all in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening to us today. We love to help. Thanks, Michael. Awesome. Thank you, Brenda. So good to be with you. Thank you for listening and making your parenting life and your child's life more positive and peaceful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to take a Kid Code course, yep, you can do it in the time it takes to have a coffee break. If you'd like to become a Kid Code teacher, or if you want to reach me directly to talk about anything Kid Code, I'm here. Thekidcode.ca instant evolution into positive, peaceful parenting, one upset at a time. 